What's up, friends? Before we hop into the show, I got to tell you about an awesome show outside of this one that's coming up. We got Burt Kreischer performing some stand-up comedy at Red Rocks on September 8th, presented by AEG. And not only do you get Burt Kreischer, but you get his friend Mark Norman I thought, also. I thought it was Nark. No, Mark. Okay. Mark. Norman, M-N, Ryan, okay, Mark Norman. Uh, I mean, like maybe. Minnesota. Yes, exactly. Me- exactly. Very good. I mean, we're performing just as good of a stand-up comedy <laughs> as they're going to be performing on September 8th uh, at Red Rocks. And you download the Red Rocks app now. Not only can you get your tickets on the Red Rocks app, but, Ryan, you can order drinks from your seat. Ooh, I'm going tomorrow, so I'm going to oh, get it on that right now. there you go. I mean, download it now and then order drinks right when you get there. They'll be waiting for you. So get that Red Rocks app. Get your tickets to see Burt Kreischer at Red Rocks on September 8th. All right, Ryan, let's hop into the show. We are DNVR and we are live from Studio A. Lots of Studio A action recently. And the A stands for again? Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's an R. Or A. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, still no decision on the Denver Broncos starting quarterback. And we have takes about that that we will get to in just a second. But first, I want to let you know that we are presented by MSU Denver Online. Check them out, msudenver.edu slash online to see what they have to offer. And what I can tell you is that if you are looking to maintain a full-time job and further your education, there's no better place to go than MSU Denver because MSU Denver students work twice as many hours as students attending any other institution in Colorado. So check out msudenver.edu slash online today. My boy, Ryan, what is up? I thought we were going to be talking about a starting quarterback named today. And we're not. And what comes to my mind is, what are we doing? Yeah. What the heck is going on, Ryan? Especially after we talked yesterday. I think on Saturday night, both you and I were feeling, okay, maybe this does go one more week. Get some more time. You know, see who separates himself in this third week. Since Drew won the first week, Teddy won the second week. Let's see what happens. Then yesterday, our conversation shifted to... Uh, well, how much evaluation are you truly going to get? You're going to be playing the Rams third, third, fourth, fifth, fifth stringers. You're not going to be able to get an evaluation this week. Might as well make a decision with everything you have because you're the, none, neither of these guys are really going to be able to separate from here on out. So make the decision. Go with Teddy. Go with Drew. Whatever it is. And today, nope. We're right where we were. And you had to know when Drew Locke was getting first team reps and Teddy Bridgewater was getting first team reps today that there was going to be no decision. Yep. Yep. When I saw it, so Teddy and I know a couple people were tweeting live during practice. We're not allowed to do that anymore. I'm sure they got a little slap on the wrist for that. Um, so that's why you didn't see me tweet anything out. But uh, the first period, it Habitual was... Habitual rule follower. <laughs> the first period, Teddy 
all with the ones. And I thought to myself, here we go. It's over. Yeah. It's over. <laughs> and then Drew went in there, got some one reps with seven on seven. I thought, holy cow. And then, of course, Vic made it official after saying not yet on a quarterback decision. But then he went on and said some very interesting things just about when this thing will be done, Ryan. It left me scratching my head. I think this thing could still be over tomorrow morning. Zach, they've had two <laughs> days to sit there and meet as a staff. Um, there, uh, there used to be this like reality show. I forget exactly how it worked, but uh, I guarantee I, you, I haven't seen it. As I remember, they put like ten people in a room, and they said, "One of you gets a million dollars if all of you can decide who it is." Oh, and you can't leave until you make the decision <laughs> of who it is, and you can't split it. Mm. And like that's the way I think of it is like you guys need to get into a room and you cannot leave until you have a starting quarterback. Like that's what they should have been doing yesterday. Is there food and drink in the room? Yeah, John always gonna bring uh <laughs> cheesesteaks or whatever it was that he brought to the trap. Well then I don't think they'll ever leave. I don't I I don't understand. I, and and this is funny because we are uh, I'm about to dunk on them for not making a decision. When I myself have changed my feelings about this in like the last 48 hours. After the game, I was thinking like this thing has to go on. Yeah. And like you said, you guys made such great points yesterday saying like, what could you possibly evaluate right now? Um, and you completely changed my mind on it because I, I'm, I'm in lockstep with you. No ah. pun intended. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm thinking like, well, I guess let me ask you this without giving anything away. Were they working on scout team today or did it look like a training camp practice? So he, it, it was a little more intense than I thought. And what Vic said after practice was it was 40% going up against, you know, live real action, 60% scout team. And I was a little surprised because Vic also admitted that they are starting to move into a regular season practice. And typically it's more than 60% scout team. Yeah. It's a lot more. But there, were 40, there was 40% of real live football going on. Okay, so that gives me a little bit to work with, but it doesn't really change the point, which is like, these guys are who they are. Yep. Nothing is changing between today and Friday, today and Sunday morning that you didn't already know. And so what, you're waiting for, like, are you telling him next one to throw in an interception right. loses? Right, and at this point, I don't think it should be decided by who has a bad 14 plays of practice because... Teddy's had two really bad days in training camp. Drew has had a couple really bad days in camp. I don't think you should be deciding this on who has the next bad day or bad interception. It shouldn't be decided like that. Yeah, it's almost like uh, I, I don't know what how, where this ends. I really don't. Because, again, anything that could happen between now and the end of the game on Saturday, deciding the competition just seems so silly it does it does but i will say you know uh i don't think the tinfoil hats here i don't need the tinfoil hat don't don't worry about it kale i don't need it it's okay i don't want it <laughs> we're going back to the theory about vic wanting teddy in the front office meaning john elway who knows how involved he is uh and george payton wanting the younger guy with the higher upside yep. lose your mind all you want about the upside he has a higher upside and to me, I'm thinking like all of the things that Vic said today sound like things that he's just regurgitating from someone who was defending Drew. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Like 
it sounded like he listened to our show after the game or he was reading Twitter or George Payton came into his office and defended Drew or John Elway. And it was like all of the, for lack of a better, I don't mean this in a negative way, excuses though, because it was, well, Drew didn't have great protection. That's true for sure. But the point is, it sounds like it, it came from someone else as their perspective as to why Drew didn't play great on, on Saturday night. And in the same way that you guys convinced me and changed my mind yesterday, maybe someone got in his ear and changed his mind. But if you're viewing everything through a, like a scope of wanting Teddy to be the starter, you're just eventually going to find a way to get there. And Ryan, that's where I think we are right now. I don't think Vic's mind is being changed by these other people. What I feel like is happening is he's being he's being told, whoa, you sure you want to make that decision on Teddy yet? Why don't we have a conversation? And these are the conversations that are being had. And uh, Vic said Drew was a victim of protection breakdowns on his two sacks. Uh, and, and praised Drew, said he had a good game, uh, but it still wasn't the glowing endorsement that he gave about Teddy Bridgewater right after the game. And now Vic wasn't asked about Teddy because he had already given uh, a very detailed explanation. So that's nothing against Teddy, Vic not talking about him today but well that is something oh because if if you're talking about well i guess you can you can lead me a, a different way based on the way that it was presented to him but he says there's no decision and then he kind of gives like excuses as to why maybe it didn't look as great to him about drew he was or, just he what, was, as bad so on saturday after the game he was asked about teddy three different times gave three answers specifically about the game yeah. and what he likes Compared about to teddy. the other tb yes exactly when asked about drew he said i have to go watch the tape so the question today was after watching the tape what did you see like from drew he wasn't asked after watching the tape what did you see from teddy the hell else was he watching with the second team <laughs> offense <laughs> He was he was watching Teddy on the sideline. No, I I, I don't watching know. Watching the Seahawks defense, seeing if he can get anything from him, get a play or two from him, maybe. Uh, exactly. Um, I just think it's it's wild that they haven't made a decision. Like I said, they had two whole days, no practices the last two days. Get in there, watch all the film you need, all the practice film, all that. Have all the conversations, all the debates. Come out of there with with a decision. It's like a jury. You you got to make a decision. No decision. Like you got to do something. I think Vic's mind is made up, and there's there's three things about the timeline and why one of them points to me saying, I think Vic's decision is made already. First, he was asked, do these guys, are these guys, who's going to be the starter this Saturday? He said, haven't decided yet. Do these guys need to play on Saturday for you to decide? He said, not necessarily, but, but maybe. maybe. <laughs> so throwing, throwing it up in the air that maybe it could happen, maybe they could play, maybe the decision's made before then, after, and then he was asked about the time frame of, of a decision, and he did not hit that head on. Instead, what he said was, he did the math in his head, how many days until we play our first game? 19? We've got 19 days. We've got plenty of time. So he kind of threw out there, we may make the decision before. We may make the decision on game day of the first game. We're talking September 12th against the Giants. But then, Ryan, he also dropped something very interesting. He was asked oh, what are you waiting for, sort of thing. And, and he said, we want to make sure it's it's the right time for the quarterbacks involved, for the team involved, to let them know, to tell them. And that, to me, was the, what was the most interesting, weirdest comment, because to me, he didn't say in that comment, 
I need I to see yeah. them both play one more game. I don't need to see them play one more practice. It was more so of a courtesy of, of sitting what? both of them down and telling them he could have done it Sunday night. Yes. He could have done it Monday night. He could have done it today before practice, which is what I thought was going to happen. But that just leads me to think, Ryan, I wouldn't be surprised if we know a starting quarterback tomorrow morning. Why? Courtesy. I don't know courtesy what courtesy of what? is. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, I mean, just how weird is that? Because uh, some of the time he's saying, we, you know, I just want to see a little more. However, I don't know if I need to see them on the game this week. Uh, and then also, I just want to be courteous to them and make it the right decision for the team and the players in terms of timing. It's weird. It's really weird, dude. And uh, the honest truth about what's happening, the longer this is pushed off, the more it hurts the Broncos. Yeah, the, the more it so hurts that's the right the time starting was off last offense. week. Right. The right time before that was the day before last <laughs> week. The right time right now is right now. And also an interesting thing. Vic didn't say this is even or that it's the same anymore. He said it's really close. And now he credited both guys and said this is really damn close. Uh, be- between the two of them, they both played really well, praised both quarterbacks, said they can both win games and be the starter for them. But he said it's close, which is a little bit different than what he's saying. It's no longer even. There's a front runner. And Vic, I'm pleading with you, if there's a front runner, go with the front runner. Yes. End this thing so that you can let that front runner catch up to every other starting quarterback that has had, you know, 90% of the snaps in training camp. To me, it just feels like someone keeps moving the finish line. And so I Teddy, don't think it's Vic. Teddy was right there, right? He's about to cross yeah. the finish line, and whoever it may be <laughs> grabbed that finish line and moved it another 100 yards. And it was like, hold on. Yeah. It's not over yet. Yeah. And it's just interesting, man. It's really interesting. And I got to be honest, if George Payton is the one who's pushing this thing on, dude, you're the boss. Yep. So don't keep waiting for Drew to convince Vic. Nope. Just tell him. Yes. Make the decision. <laughs> yes. And, and I think he want. I, it's almost like this uh, cat and mouse thing where he's like, well, I don't want to be a meddling GM who, right. you know, puts what, so he like, but. he's like trying to send him signals <laughs> like, no, I don't think today's the right day. Why right. don't you watch another practice? Let's go 60-40, <laughs> you know? And then they go back and meet and he's like, what do you think now? And yeah. he's like, oh, yeah, it's still, I'm still going. <laughs> and he's like, all right, why don't we see what happens with tomorrow's practice? <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. I, I, like I said, you were right when you said after the game, like if you were going to name Drew the starter, you should have done it after he balled out against right. Minnesota. Right. I think Vic maybe made a miscalculation by telling each guy they were going to start a preseason game. But again, if he wanted Teddy, then he obviously right. wanted to see Teddy start a game. Right, so right. it's just uh, – it's, it's, it's bad for the Broncos. It, it, that's really the only thing, and it goes into something we've talked about in all of these conversations we've already had, but it goes into this disconnect between front office and coach. That can't work. Um, there's no owner to step in and say, George, just tell him what you want. You know, like yeah. um, it's just a it, – it's a bummer – that we're that we're in this situation at all but it, it really is Vic Fangio's responsibility to make a decision 
Yeah. Uh, and he is doing a disservice to his team by not doing that. And Ryan, if he makes a decision tomorrow, it'll just be silly that that it wasn't today, and yeah, that and that Teddy didn't get all the the reps because uh, Vic said they did split the first team reps today, and it seemed like that throughout practice. Um, but let's say they do make the decision the next day or two. It's not going to hurt the team that much. But what I'm afraid of is taking it after the game, and then they probably won't make a decision on Sunday. And then from what Mace said yesterday is that next week's practices are the NFL's telling the teams to kind of treat it as a bye week. So then there's no practices. So then you just have one week of practice leading up to your first game with your starting quarterback. You have to give that guy the whole, all the reps. Yes. Yes, <laughs> you do. And especially if you're not going to have your starter play uh, on, on Saturday. Don't you want to have him get so many reps right now? So, I, I yes, I want them to make the decision now. But if they don't, boy, it's going to hurt them. It's going to hurt them because then you're talking about just one week of practice. Unless they're just saying internally, like, these guys, both of these guys have plenty of reps with the ones. But if I know anything about coaches, especially, like, the offensive coordinator is saying, like, no way, dude. We need all the reps we can get. Mm-hmm. Um, every lost rep is a way that we're falling behind the Giants. The Giants have their starter. Every single starter rep has been with Daniel Jones. Lucky them. Yeah, lucky them. <laughs> but as a coach, you're saying, like, we're, we're losing ground in that area. You've got to be. Yes. You've got to be feeling that way. I, I guess the way you could say you're gaining ground is though your starting quarterback, whoever it is, is playing way more than anyone else's in these preseason games. Yeah, it's very true. It's very. And Vic said competition brings out the best in them. That's is true. convinced in that, and it does seem like that. But what if that's Vic's argument to say let's keep it going? Okay. These guys just keep getting better. New conspiracy. You know how in college now the uh, transfer portal, I believe you can't play four games of the season. Right. And so what coaches will do now is they'll drag their starting quarterback competition all the way into the fourth game so that the guy who loses it can't transfer. Right. Now, that is terrible. it's pretty snaky. <laughs> and uh, to his credit, Dabo Sweeney, he, uh, remember it was Kelly Bryant, I believe was the guy's name, and Trevor Lawrence. Yep. And after the second game or the third game, he said it's going to be Trevor. He gave him the opportunity to transfer and, and save that year of eligibility. What if they're saying, like, if you have three weeks before the start of the season, Drew could, you know, uh, demand a trade and still feel like he could go be the starter somewhere else? No, <laughs> no. Then you cut him if you think that's the case. What do you mean? You don't, you don't, if, if you think a quarterback is going to do that, you don't want him on your team. <laughs> I'm just trying to come up with anything <laughs> here. I think you're right. But I'm just saying, like, what could you pot, like, Again, what information can you gather this week that you don't already have? You can't. And, Ryan, we're at the point where it's just like entering the draft is where you just have so much information, you just overthink things. And you end up taking a player who's good at this one specific thing, but it's kind of not football-related, and then you take him, and then it turns out he's not the best football player. And it's just because you, you, you overthought it. Yes. Just, just stick to who you think is the best. Vic? If you truly are making the call and you truly think it's Teddy, just make the call. End it. Because Teddy could come out and throw three interceptions tomorrow and drew three touchdowns. How much does that truly change who they are as a player? Or it could be vice versa. 
How much does that truly change who they are? It doesn't change anything. Nothing cha nothing's changing. Especially when we're talking about only 40% of the reps. I like that 40% of the reps are good reps, but it's still 40% of one practice. Yes. And uh, if this week is anything like last week, they're only going to have two real practices today and tomorrow. So we're talking about 80% of snaps in one practice is essentially what we're getting. The sample size is getting bigger. But that means that individual things that happen can't change the sample as much. It's like if yeah. you have a poll, once there's 10,000 votes on the poll, one vote doesn't change anything. I didn't know you were a math guy. Uh, huge math wow, guy. Wow, math and science in the uh, past I mean, couple days. And this is kind of <laughs> science too. I'm talking about sample sizes and all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, so y the, the larger that the pool of information you have gets, the less anything changing can change the pool. And that's exactly the point here. What, I mean, you're waiting for one guy to just change exactly like everything about uh, all of a sudden Teddy's throwing five picks. No, it's never happening. Right. So this is just, uh, it's just weird. La I guess the last like internal topic on this, I want to ask you is this has to be good news for drew Locke, right? We, we pretty much had this thing in the bag. And if, if they're not, we were convinced if they're not convinced, that means Drew still has life. Yes, yes. It, it is good news for Drew because he's still floating, as you said. I'm not changing my stance very much, though. I still think it's going to be Teddy's job because I still don't think that, especially if they're going to name a guy this week, that you can do it after that game in which Teddy balled out and Drew was just okay. So if it's, if it's this week, I still think it's Teddy. Uh, and I still think that Vic wants Teddy, and it's going to be Teddy. What, do, who do you think it's going to be and when? I, I thought it was Teddy today. So <laughs> now I'm starting to think we might not get a decision until week one. That's the only way that it wow. makes sense to me is to try to give them less time to prepare. Um, but even then, like, the offense is going to look pretty similar. Isn't everyone, whether you're Team Drew, Team Teddy – isn't everyone just ready for this to be over? You know, the quarterback competition was so much fun to start camp. But, Ryan, now it feels like I, I finished the marathon two days ago, and that finish line just went an extra yes. five miles to get to today. And now I don't know how many more miles it is, right, and I'm just, exhausted. Just keep running. Just keep running. <laughs> At least you're cut out for it. Uh, imagine how I feel. Um, all right. Kale, how's the chat looking? How, how are we doing in there? Oh, uh, I don't want to give it <laughs> Okay. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, I think we want to know. But first, got to tell you guys about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. And uh, I know I gave you a good pick of the week last year yesterday getting in on Teddy. Maybe those odds were right at Drew being minus 190 because this thing is still going on. And you can get in on all of the quarterback bets going on. Man, I really like Justin Fields taking over Andy Dalton, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. I don't know, just because Matt Nagy, they're doing weird things out there. But get in on all of the quarterback debates. Maybe you can still get in on Jameis Winston to win that. And, of course, all the Week 1 games. And if you bet on any Week 1 game over at DraftKings Sportsbook, you'll get $200 in free bets instantly. That's all you have to do. You're going to be betting on games anyways. Might as well do it through DraftKings and get $200 in free bets. All you have to do is download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get that promo code offer. Place one bet on a Week 1 game. Get $200 in free bets over there and use the code DNVR when you sign up. For a limited time only, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.
Also, I want to let you know about being a Den- uh, DNVR member. And I was going to say a Denver. <laughs> a DNVR member. That um, sounds like a, a Denver member. people are now. Yeah. They're kind of down. Um, come on down to the DNVR bar. That's one thing you can do. You'll get a 22-ounce beer for the price of 16 just for being a DNVR member. You're going to get a free shirt when you sign up. We've got new Bronco shirts coming. Just got some really exciting news on that front, which I'll tell you about after the show, Ooh. Zach. Um, so that's exciting. We also uh, give you deals every week to get more gear if that's what you want. We've got a DNVR golf tournament coming up, which you can be a part of. Uh, Sign up for that. It's going to be an absolute blast. There's always amazing things going at DNVR, and I haven't even mentioned yet that you get access to all the written content on all the teams. Uh, We did the quarterback scoreboard. Zach, let me ask you today. You you don't have to even give me a score. You don't have to give the specifics. If there was a quarterback scoreboard today, who would have won? It would have been even or slight, slight. It would have been a slight win for Teddy. Slight. Okay. All right, well, both, that, both looked good. That basically is a microcosm of what everything has been so far. It's a slight edge for Teddy yep. based on our score. Anyways, more deep passes. Oh, all those things uh, available for you if you become a DNVR member. We appreciate that. Also, right now is a perfect time for me to remind you to hit us with a thumbs up if you're enjoying the content or if you enjoy fighting with other people in the, in <laughs> the live chat. Uh, all of that uh, is, is much appreciated. So hit us with a thumbs up. And uh, become a member at thednvr.com. The, the Ryan, I was out there watching uh, the Broncos throw throw football around, and it reminded me. I'm just watching these guys play ball, and it reminded me of ball, our <laughs> new partner. Uh, and, of course, they're a, an aerospace engineering company. They make over 100 billion cans every single year. And because they make so many cans, they are hiring to their 400-person plant here in Golden. And the demand for sustainable aluminum beverage cans has never been greater than it is now. And chances are, if you consumed a beverage in a can, it's from a ball can. So why not get paid to help them with that? So make sure to get a job at Ball if you're looking for that. And here's how you do it. Go to jobs.ball.com and search for Golden. That's jobs.ball.com. Search for Golden. Or you can text Golden, G-O-L-D-E-N, to 77222 in order to find out more about getting a job at Ball. They also are a fantastic company to work at. So make sure to check them out at jobs.ball.com. All right. Um, you almost lost it over there. No. So I, <laughs> I don't know if Kale wants to bring this up. I tweeted out a meme of um, – the Groundhog Day guy. Oh, yes. And I said, one more week of the quarterback competition, you know, like yep, you know, yep, the Groundhog yep. saw a shadow. And all of the responses uh, on the tweet are that at first glance, they thought uh, the guy holding the Groundhog was Mace. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Wow. Lots of, lots of people saying that, which is actually hilarious. Mace also, like, he rocks the uh, – I feel like he can rock the trench coat in the winter. Yeah, and the hat. Yep. Yeah, I could see it. I don't know if he would wear that hat. What's he I holding, though? Okay. It kind of looks like if you, if you mixed Mace and Tyler Columbus together. Mm, Ooh, I see it. I see it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, that's why Mace isn't with us today. He, he was posing for a photo shoot. <laughs> uh, anyways, that's what had me laughing. Kale, you said we have a super chat? Yes, sir. Oh, let's go. From our guy, Zachary Castro. Did my man RK get a fresh cut in between pods? Looking fresh, my guy. I did not, but I really appreciate it. I think it's just this bomb lighting from uh, from Kale. Hey, I was getting, it, it does look, it looks padded down. You've been wearing a hat? Nope. nope oh, wow. Nothing like that. Wow, okay, must um, be the lighting. Yeah, maybe I've just been getting padded down today. Like, that's <laughs> just been my day. Um, 
You know, I love that's like the best compliment anyone can pay my barber. Mm. Uh, I was like in the Starbucks line the other day, like a full week after I had gotten my haircut. And the girl was like, oh, fresh haircut today, huh? <laughs> I was like, nope, but thank you. Wow, one week in, they're still saying fresh. Yes, also, I'm like having lots of little things like this happen to me recently. Um, I was traveling for business last week and just like met some new people and was talking about like how we started this company in 2015. They're like, you started a company in 2015? What are you, like 24? <laughs> I was like, hey, thank you. That does work out. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, I'm definitely not 24, but I appreciate the sentiment. <laughs> You're a young-looking chap. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. Uh, okay, anything else we need to get to? Um, we have some questions if you want to hit them, but we don't have to. We will get to questions not. in the third segment on the, on the podcast side of things. But right now, Zach, and maybe we'll get to some in a little bit here. Um, but right now, Zach, why don't you give us any other updates, any non-quarterback news out there today? KJ Hamler not practicing. He's sick. Not COVID, so the best it could be in terms of KJ Hamler not practicing. I feel like I was just the kombucha girl. It was like, KJ's not practicing. Uh, <laughs> he's sick. Oh, not from, COVID? Okay. That's from kombucha? I know. Haven't you, yeah, that I girl. I know what you're talking yeah, yeah, about. That's it's her first trying time trying kombucha. kombucha. <laughs> oh, wow. And she's like, eh. That's tremendous. Oh, yeah. I also need you to key me in on another thing to keep me hip. What's this uh, What's this box thing? <laughs> the milk crate challenge? Yes, yes. Have you seen the videos? No. Oh, okay. So you take the milk crates. Okay. You, you start, so you make a pyramid. Okay. One, 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 two, two, three, three, four, yep. four, five is the middle. Yep. And then someone has to walk up them to the top and then down the other side. Why is that hard? Or what's? Wait. Clearly <laughs> yeah, once you see the video. <laughs> I mean, for someone who's light as a feather like you, you might be able to just dance your way right up to the top. Let me see if I can. Is find there anything one of these. underneath them? No, they're just on the ground. Also, like a lot of the videos are people just absolutely cr I, just wrecking themselves on oh these things. Oh gosh! Oh gosh! Yeah, I saw some mascots are doing it. Mascots are doing the milk crate challenge. Yes, I think oh, the yeah, Colts. There's one, there's yeah, here Colts, we go. The Colts mascot blue succeeded. You guys want to see? Yeah, let's let's see this right now. I don't under. You're saying you don't understand why this is difficult? No. Because, see, it's supported. There's things underneath. Is it because they're so, like, fragile? They're fragile. They're wobbly. wobbly. They're not all perfectly stacked. Like, mm. Where do you get this many milk This is actually cartons? really impressive in that suit, but you also had, like, protection. Oh, that's true. Oh, boy. What? Oh, this is what fast. Zach would do. He's going oh, to. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, they couldn't see that one? Oh, my goodness. Oh, let's watch that one more time. That is terrible. He's going too fast. Well, he, he was chilling, but then that top. What, why did he jump like that? He did it to himself. <laughs> yeah, I think wow. He was, going slow isn't a great strategy either from what I've seen. So. Yeah. It's like you gotta go. Fa it's like uh, American Ninja Warrior. Is that what that's called? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you gotta just go. Like right. the one where you have to jump. You just have to right. keep your momentum going. Oh, that guy's going way too slow. Okay. Wow, uh, that is so something that's else. That's the milk crate okay. challenge for you. Well, thanks for thanks for keeping me hip. Yes, of course. Um, um so that's why. KJ Hamler. Yes, KJ Hamler. Sick, not COVID, not hamstring. I'm good. Kombucha. Uh, got it. This. Boom. Got it. Uh, Broncos, as we know, waived Josh Watson and Brandon Mack today. They're down to 80. Next week, one week from today, 
down to 53. We'll be done with preseason. We'll have the final roster, and it'll really feel like regular season. Maybe we'll have a quarterback. Maybe not. Maybe we'll do a roster prediction show. Yeah, we're gonna we have get some to. graphics involved and stuff. Yep. Um, and and put down our uh, our all three of ours fifty three man prediction. Yeah, I like that. Two more injury things, maybe bigger deals. Mike Purcell tweaked his hamstr or tweaked his ankle in warmups. Okay. Still sore. We'll see how big of a deal that is. Ankle in warmups. Yeah, it, very weird. And then the one that. Vic downplayed. He said he doesn't believe it's serious, but Noah Fan has a leg injury. And two starters there. I want to see him out there. Don't know what it is. Hmm. Vic always says he doesn't believe. Right. If he says it's not serious, I trust him. Right. Yeah. And I don't think it's serious. Yeah. That, that's, that makes me uneasy. Yes. And something that made Vic uneasy was the special teams play. On, during the game, he said it simply wasn't good enough, and he's made it clear to everyone, including players, George Payton, Tom McMahon, that he is going to build a 53-man roster with special teams very much in mind. Yeah, it's a bummer that the special teams unit isn't good. And it's just a real shame that Vic Fangio, there's nothing he could have done about that in the offseason. I mean, his hands were just completely tied. Nowhere to turn. <laughs> Tom McMahon, the longest tenured coordinator on the staff. I'm sorry, Vic, you made your bed. Like, now you get to lay in it. I, I don't know what else to say to you. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we will see. And how about this? Kareem Jackson after practice said Patrick Sertan is light years ahead of where he was as a rookie. And he came from Alabama as well. He came from Alabama, first round pick, started at corner. Huh. Yep. Pat Sertan, everything looks so easy for him. It does. Like, there's certain athletes like that. It's not the exact same. Uh, this would be putting really high expectations on him, but, like, Kale McCarr, when I saw him step mm. onto the ice f when he came into that playoff series, he, lo he looked like he belonged. He looked Everything looked easy for him. He never looked yeah. like he was thinking. And that's exactly what I'm seeing from Pat Sertan. It's just like, you never see him, like, looking over the sidelines, like, nope. what did I do? You know, like, he just nope. knows. Nope, he knows, and he is so big. It, Huge. It, it's so hard to just quantify how big he is, but he looks like Cortland Sutton out there going up against <laughs> defensive backs, and he's not too far off. Cortland Sutton, what, 215, 6'4"? Patrick Sertan, 6'2", 205. Justin, yeah. that, that's Justin Simmons' size. Jeez. Yeah. The, I mean – we talk so – it's funny. We talk so much about the quarterbacks. We talk so much about the offense. And it's – a lot of it is because just the way that the Broncos have trended over the past few years. I don't think we're giving – we're talking enough about this defense. We're not. We're, we're not. And I really think that this defense in, in every single way can be the best we've seen since the 2015 defense. Oh, I, I expect it. I fully expect it. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why I, I, get, I get so upset when people say I'd be happy if Bradley Chubb and Von Miller each got 10 sacks. I just I hate that that's the bar for them. It should be higher than that, just like I hate when people say, oh, this should be a top 10 defense. Of course it should be a top 10. This should be a top three defense, Ryan. Yeah, they should be a top 10 defense like without even practicing or having a scheme. Just, <laughs> exactly. just tell them to go out there and cover guys and just pure man, yep. and they should be a top 10 defense. <laughs> yep, exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is, uh, this is maybe the biggest thing for Vic that we aren't talking about. It's not optional this year. No. People say top five. I really won't accept anything less than top three. Yep, I, I totally agree. Now, 
the one excuse that is there for him is the offense. If the offense is terrible, which I don't think they will be, I'll touch wood on that, then it's just really hard for the defense to be good. It's like, the, you know, one thing that Peyton Manning didn't get a lot of credit for when he had his falling off season is he was still keeping the offense on the field. He's getting them in the right place so they could take off a seven-yard run and then move the chains and keep the ball in their possession. They weren't making a lot of explosive plays. He obviously turned the ball over too much, but he was still orchestrating a competent offense. Right. It's really hard to do well without that. And that's what the Broncos want to do, run the ball to keep them on the field so that you're not having 45-second three-and-outs. Yeah, and you interestingly saw them not have nearly as much success on the ground against the Seahawks. Why? The Seahawks are heavy in the box. And I just think any team, especially if it's Teddy, unfortunately, is going to say, hey, let's put eight in the box. We'll play cover three over the top and you know, come down real hard and take their chances that you can't, you know, hit one of those windows deep. And Teddy did it to his credit when it need to be done in this past Saturday game, he did it. And now I'm curious to see what teams do with Drew because obviously they know he has the cannon to throw deep, but do they instead say, we want to put pressure on him and get to him right away. And then we're not worried about him taking us over the top. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's, I think this is, these are all these things going into these conversations. Um, and I'm glad, I, well, I mean, maybe I'm not, I'm glad it's, it's not me that I, that has to make the decision because I would have made the decision already, <laughs> but it's a, I totally understand why this is such a difficult decision. And I even tweeted out, I agree. It's too close to call at this point. Unfortunately, like time's up. Right. So it doesn't, <laughs> yeah. it's not like, you know, they don't say at the end of a horse race, like, oh, I was just too close to call. It's like, no, they go to the photo finish. They see who was one centimeter ahead of the other horse. <laughs> that's what you have to do now. The finish line is here. The photo, the photo has been taken. All that's left to do is look at who it is. Vic's saying there's 19 days left to the finish line, bud. And I'm telling him he's wrong. <laughs> Because I can do that because he's not sitting here. That (laughs) is the comment that scares me, Ryan. What if he wasn't? I think he was playing. I think he was teasing. But what if he wasn't? What if they do take this 19 days up and and wait until opening day? Oh, my goodness. I'm sort of of the belief that, like, after not doing it today, that's that's what makes the second most sense. Wow. (laughs) Wow. I'm... I'm still going with they're going to do it tomorrow. Why? <laughs> they're having it's one the, more. It's the best time for the players. You they're know? waiting to see. Like They wanted to hear you say that it was a slight edge for Teddy right. today. And they're yep. like, yep. all right, it's fine. He's up <laughs> seven points on quarterback scoreboard now. Yep, exactly. Call it. <laughs> yep. I hope. Uh, I just I, hope this thing is called. So here's my thought process that I was just saying is you had this whole week, right? Mm-hmm. And you could have given the whole week to your starter. Yep. Now, of course, you can just give the whole week starting next next uh, tomorrow and then one more week after that, right? No, sorry. Next week is the bye week. Yep. So, you you have three practices left this week? Yeah. Uh really two. Okay. So now you're down to two practices. Really one. <laughs> Because Thursday's a walk. Okay, so you're down to one <laughs> practice left this week, right? Yep. By week next week. Yep. And then you have the f- the four practices or three practices maybe even yep. leading up to that. So, like, today at least you could have said three practices this week, three practices before the season. That's six practices with our one. Now you're down to five. Yep. You're down to four. You're down to three. <laughs> you're down to two. Just wait until 
you know, break it on oh, 850 God. KOA on the broadcast right before the kickoff of the first game. You can't do that to me, Ryan. My my anxiety of leaving my cell phone is, uh, is too high right now. Yes, <laughs> classic. Um, you know, you know the shower scaries. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Does that happen in other jobs? Maybe like nurses who are on call oh, or yeah. like doctors who are on call. Yeah. Afraid to get in the shower yep. because they know all of a sudden the beeper goes off yep. and you're running out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, when things get really intense, I'll put the f my phone like like uh, on something near the shower yep. and yep. put it on loud. <laughs> yeah. So if it goes, I'll have all the notifications on. If it goes off, I can like just unlock it with my eyes yep. and see what it is. I think we're there. Yeah, I mean... And I don't want to be there for the next 19 yeah, days, Vic. 19 days of shower scaries is a lot. <laughs> uh, the sleeping scaries exist, too. Yes, they do. They do. <laughs> they broke that Gary Kubiak was retiring at like 6 a.m. on New Year's morning. Yep, that was uh, rude, I it would say. It was so rude. Yeah. I was... Oh, my gosh. I was so hungover. They broke the Case Keenum news at like midnight. <sighs> <laughs> Here we go. Buckle up. Oh, boy. And maybe Vic thinks it's the most convenient to tell everyone at 2 a.m. Maybe that's the courtesy he's doing. Maybe, like, um, someone had, like, a family dinner last night. Oh, yeah. He's like, I don't want to make them make feel... It, right? No, he was just like, I don't want to make them in a bad mood right before they go to a family <laughs> dinner. So who had the family dinner? Was it Teddy or was it Drew? Because uh, that would tip us off. It would. I, I In my mind, when I was painting that picture, it was Drew. Yeah, me too. <sighs> This is uh, what so, a dynamic. Uh, so I, I want to like, will we ever find out the real story? That's what I went during practice. When I saw Drew start getting first team reps, I thought, what, what, if there's a backstory, what is it? Mm -hmm. Is it the head coach and GM just can't get on the same page and this thing's just going to go until one of them breaks? I just, that on, those sort of things should only happen when there's not a power dynamic there. Right. Someone has the, the, like, you know, uh, someone has the the deciding power, and according to George, it's Vic. But he knows he's his boss, <laughs> right? So he he can pull that card if he has to to get what he wants. Yes, he can. Also, if they can't get on the same page about this, what does that say about Vic Fangio's job security in the first place? Right. Like they're already off on the wrong foot. They're arguing about this all the time. And also, it's okay if George makes this decision. But he has told Vic, you're going to make the decision. He's made it very public that Vic's going to make the decision. So, uh, Well, you have to at least paint that picture. I think George could have said this is going to be a, a, a collaborative decision at the beginning. <sighs> I Actually, that's what I expected him to say. You thought he was going to say, we're going to get John involved and me yep, and, and, and Vic and Pat. And Pat. Yep. And we're gonna, you know, we're gonna talk every couple days or be on the same page. Everything. It's just that's what, like, maybe it was a PR thing where they were saying, like, hey, everyone thought John Elway made all the decisions around here. We should paint the picture that you are going to delegate. And now it's coming back to bite him if that's the case. Yeah, it's true. Well, not really, because he still can just do whatever he wants, and he can tell Vic he has to say it was his decision. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and there's also just been so many mixed messages with this. Games are worth a lot. Practices worth a lot. The joint practices were worth a lot. It may be 19 days. It may be tomorrow. Who knows? Who does know? All right. We, I think we have another super chat there, Kale. Yeah. Coming in from Zach again. Our guy, oh. Zach. What's the over-under on late off-season trade to assist with trimming the roster down? So just with any, t any players. 
any players you you see late late trades made two days one day before um the uh, cut the cut, before the cut down yeah so i mean that's how the broncos got that defensive back from uh the patriots Duke Dawson. Duke Dawson. Yes, that's how they got Duke. That's also the, how they got Alan Barber. Yes, exactly. Right before. So uh, that was John Elway era, though. I'll say over. I'll say over 0.5. I mean, it would be 0.5 if we're setting an over-under. You're saying there is a late late trade. I'm saying 0.5. You taking the over? You saying there is? I'm taking the under. You're taking the Okay, I'll take the over. How about this? They just trade one of the quarterbacks. and or How about they put both quarterbacks on the block? Whoever gets a better <laughs> offer, they take, the, they take the offer. That would be something else. Or instead of announcing who wins the quarterback decision, they just trade one of them. And then it's like, oh, okay, they traded Teddy. Drew's the guy. Interesting. It's fair. That'd be a way to announce it. <sighs> yeah, that's how I feel right now. I need, I need more conspiracies. This is the only thing get, getting me through. I got them all out there. I, I, I want another <laughs> one. Uh, that's the only thing like keeping me going right now. Uh, like someone tweeted at me. They says I think this. They said I, I think this means they're going to go with Locke, but Teddy's performance on Saturday gave them pause. So that's like a whole other. That's the opposite of what we thought. Then just if they wanted to go with Locke before Saturday's game, they should have just done that, Ryan. I agree. This is all a lot. <laughs> Just get it over with. Some, yes. Somehow, some way. Like I said. Tomorrow. The decision room or it's jury duty. Like <laughs> Everyone's stuck here until one of someone makes a decision. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, hopefully they don't have food because then they'll make the decision quicker. How can you not know at this point? I'm sorry. I have to go back to this. You have so much information. You want to know coach speak? Because coach speak, what Vic said today was these guys have made it hard. They both improved. They both lived up to the competition. They both aren't making this easy on us. But it's just like there can't be a tie. There's too much information for there to be a tie. Yeah, that, I, I agree. And that, that's why I'm saying Vic has realized now instead of saying it's, it's the same, Even he's saying it's close. And I think that close, go with whoever it is, Vic. It's over. Go with whoever it is because it's not going to pull away. It's not. I, uh, clearly. Yeah. Clearly. All right. Uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for us on the live side of things. We're going to hit all of your questions on the podcast side of things. If you want to leave a question for us, you can do so at thednvr.com. Go into the podcast section. Find the most recently posted podcast post. Go down into the comment section. Leave your question there. We'll get to it. Uh, you can, of course, hear the podcast side of things on iTunes. You can, of course, just uh, fast forward through the part that you've already listened to here live and get to the third segment, the third and final mystery segment, uh, and uh, hear us answer the questions. But like I said, for now, it's going to wrap it up on the live. We will see you back here tomorrow. All right, guys, before we move on, I want to give a shout-out to our friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group, the best damn family-owned dentist group in the metro area. Best part about Green Mountain Dental Group is that they are part of the DNVR family. So you're already part of their family. And then when you go down there and you tell them DNVR sent you, then you're in elevated level of the Green Mountain family. Um, it is family owned. They all love Colorado sports. Uh, it's a, the type of people you want to take care of you when you have something going wrong in your mouth. Uh, or if you just want to make sure everything's going right. Uh, so go down there and when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam, you can get a free Sonicare toothbrush to keep those teeth pearly and white at all times. If, if you eat Hassle <laughs> Cattle Company, there'll never be anything going wrong in your <laughs> mouth. But still, check out Green Mountain Dental and check out our friends over at Hassle Cattle Company. Ryan, you know something is good when we put it in the bar. That is our official, official 
stamp of approval. Now, we're not able to put Green Mountain Dental in the bar well, because <laughs> we're not a dentist office, but they come to the bar, which means we've put our official stamp of approval on them. That's but true. make sure to check out Hassle Cattle Company, whether you're at the bar and you want to get a burger or if you want it delivered straight to your house. Use the code DNVR10 to not only have burgers sent to you, but you can also have everything they make sent to you, including Jerky's Delicious, Wagyu Frank's Beef Bacon, New York Strip. They've got it all. And use the magical code DNVR10 for 10% off. And of course, every order over $200 gets you free shipping. Just load up your fridge, get that free shipping, get 10% off. Uh, also, if you want something going right in your mouth, hit up our friends at Solace Meds. <laughs> uh, there's all sorts of stuff. Dixie Elixir, that goes in your mouth. Uh, all, all this other good stuff. Dixie Elixir's two for 30 right now. Uh, people around here seem to really like that. Uh, Spectra's 20% off. Ripple's 25% off. Silver Shelf Flower, 15% off. Connoisseur Shelf Concentrates, 15% off. And then you take that deal. And you basically get to make a parlay, just like a DraftKings Sportsbook, where you combine oh. that deal with the deal DNVR20 to get 20% off on top of their already existing deals. And then on top of that is a three-leg parlay. You can get a free Solace Bar or King Cone uh, when you go down there and mention DNVR. It's just deals on deals on deals. So make sure you check it out. And hit up our friends at Solace Meds. That's S-O-L-A-C-E Meds. <laughs> and Ryan, we can't put this in our mouth, but let's <laughs> jump into the comment section and talk to the people right now. First one coming in from C. Fillmore 72 He says, Dear Mighty Three, I really enjoyed watching the Broncos game. Broncos making plays all over the field, albeit defending the kick returns needs some work. Vic Fangio would agree with you. Also, really enjoyed listening to the post-game pod. I was surprised and sad to hear Allie mention that some of the YouTube comments were toxic. RK and Zach, I thought you explored all topics in a really balanced and entertaining way, arguing from multiple points of view and representing the debate that we're all having and still having, honestly. My question, if Teddy wins out, do you think it's the end for Drew as an NFL starter, or do you think his time is yet to come and is that more likely to be with the Broncos or elsewhere so no uh, I don't think it's time as an NFL starter is completely up agree I do think it is with the Broncos agree but it there is the whole savior pic yep. picture I painted so not I guess it's not entirely done but the Broncos will have clearly made their decision that he's not a f part of the future. Totally agree. If Drew wins out initially, but then play plays poorly and gets benched a few games in, is that actually worse for his future career prospects as a starter? Yes, 100%. 100% because then he will have – he didn't fail his rookie year. Last year will be viewed as a failure, a failure and this year would be viewed as a failure. Yep. It's going to be tough to get three chances, especially as a second-round pick. Remember when Mike McCoy got fired from the Broncos – hired by the Cardinals, and then fired again midseason. Back-to-back seasons getting fired midseason, and I was like, he's, he has to be done. Where is he now? He's done. I don't know what he's doing. I think he's retired in San Diego. Yeah, well, yeah. good for him. <laughs> yes. Nice guy, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of offensive coordinators, Ryan, Shat Permer coming in next, unless oh, you had something. Sorry. No, I didn't, no, I didn't have anything. Off. Oh, the only other thing I wanted to say is, like, don't be surprised by YouTube comments being toxic. No. Uh, they pretty no. much always are. It, <laughs> yes. It's just it's, – it's foreign to our community because yeah. – our everything we do is so untoxic yeah yeah and, and all these comments are never toxic so yep. people hearing that is like what how is that possible <laughs> yeah. dnvr it's not it's not our fault we just sometimes your reach gets a little too wide you've learned this with twitter not to like flex yeah the more twitter followers you get the worse twitter becomes true it is like it's fun to do big numbers on tweets yeah but you just have so many idiots in yep. your mentions yep it, the the internet's a big scary place that's why this small safe place yeah, of DNVR absolutely. is good. And it, 
might I just bring up the DNVR Lounge? Yeah. Um, which is a safe space, really, for any topic you want to talk about. Really, the is. Broncos being one, I always look in there. Um, we've had like one incident ever where someone had to be removed from there because yep. they were being toxic all the time. Yeah. Every t- every other time, there's healthy disagreement in there, but there's like this mutual respect right. that people have for other members of the DNVR family, where it just it it it, le- it levels everyone out. Which is so weird and unique for the internet. Weird in a good way. Totally. That it's there. Next one from Chat Permer says, "Gentlemen, just throwing my two cents out there, right or wrong. The reason Broncos country is so toxic right now is because Broncos have been slowly poisoned by years of media." from the quarterback position and from the front office m- munch m- I don't uh, even know what that munchen, is there's no way it's a real word sensing. <laughs> the heck out of the old with this amazing defense all we need is a game manager at quarterback to secede well forgive me but we have been all down this road before a few times Simeon Sanchez Flacco Keenum same old stuff I have no hard feeling toward Teddy he seems like a genuinely good guy he is I'm 99% sure or I'm 99% sure ni- or I am sure 99% <laughs> of Broncos country is with me on that we've been banging our heads against the same wall for years hoping one one day it won't hurt anymore. In my opinion, Teddy is the next in a long line of journeyman quarterbacks to roll through Denver, get our hopes up, and embarrass us all again with a losing or 500 season. So, Drew, give him one last shot. Move on, draft a quarterback, and get a new coach next year. Sorry for the long comment. Ryan, I think we're at the point, though, where if they choose Teddy, I think the people that don't believe in Teddy right now aren't going to be excited and get their hopes let down. I think their hopes are going to be let down right when they choose Teddy. I don't think it's going to be a big buildup for the crash. I think Drew is the big buildup right now. And if Teddy wins, I think the crash is coming right now. Yeah. I I mean, I just get what he's saying about, like, the fans are just so sick of this. And, and I don't blame them. Uh, who could not be sick of this at this point? The problem that I would say is, like, we're past the solutions phase, right? Like, uh, no, Aaron's, not, Aaron's walking not walking through, through that door. door. Exactly. So, um just try to get behind whoever it is and hope for the best. Yep, yep, yep. I totally agree. And this team, thankfully, should start off well, which will help people get behind them. Right. Thankful, hopefully. From Bronco and SF, QBA 93.5, QBB 86.5. QBB has a combined DNVR preseason game scorecard of 21 to 19 points. Trying to be as objective as possible, how do you not name QBA the starter? We set very clear goalposts before the competition begin. Whoever wins the scorecard in the preseason game should be the starter. QBA won both categories using your own scores. The only way QBB wins is to retroactively add in plus eight points for potential to QBB, which we know Vic, uh, which we should do, but Vic Fangio won't. Whether or not Peyton forces Drew to play tells me if he thinks Locke could really be the guy. Letting Teddy start just tells me Peyton is... Uh, going to get his guy next year it wasn't worth strong arming Fangio this year hopefully so this is really good stuff um and it goes into what we've been talking about if this is a a true race a race to a finish line and the finish line has approached and it was fair the whole way Teddy Bridgewater should be the starter and even if you've just watched the two preseason games Drew won the first game Teddy won the second one Teddy won the second game by a bigger margin than Drew won the first game so even if that's all you've watched and practices have pretty much gone the the exact same way, then Teddy's your guy. But then Drew is five years younger, born on the same day, by the way. Um, Drew's five years younger, Weird. so does that get you more points? Yes, it should. How many? Uh, it, uh, t- 
10. <laughs> so then you'd go with Drew. Right, and that's what I've been saying, but I just don't think that's the way the coaches are looking at it. Certainly not. So if they aren't looking at it that way, and they, in almost every coach wouldn't. No. Because they care about winning the next game. Unless it's a brand new coach. Right, that's what I mean. Yep. You brand new coach, brand new quarterback, or even like uh, your Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco this year, like you have a very secure job. You're on, you're in lockstep with the GM. Uh, no, that has nothing to do with this. Trace step, <laughs> uh, Lance step. Yeah, you're uh, you've got you're holding the same Lance. <laughs> hey, um, you can you're say like together. Yeah, you can say like let's go with the young guy. Let's start the clock now. Right. Because you're on the same page. Here, Vic Fangio saying like, bro. I don't have three games. He's probably not saying that. I was going to say. <laughs> He's like, um, sir, mister, mister, <laughs> I don't have three games. You know, like I have now. I have to win now. Our schedule is garbage. The Jags defense can't stop anyone. We just have to get someone out there who's just going to go put together some safe, competent drives, put up 20 points and win us those three games. Yep. Yeah. Because now that I've seen this Broncos defense, they are going to eat Daniel Jones, Trevor Lawrence, and Zach Wilson alive. Yep. They're going to eat them alive. Yep. And all you need is to not let that happen to your quarterback. Who's the guy you think is going to do that the most? You know what I was thinking? I was going to tweet this out, but I didn't feel like dealing with the toxicity. (laughs) Zach, if I told you your life is on the line in week one, Oh, goodness. The Broncos win, you live. If the Broncos lose, you die. Who are you choosing to start that game? I'm asking Peyton Manning to come out of retirement. Um, I'm going with Teddy. You're going with Teddy. Yeah. And it's obviously not life or death, but it's job or no job. It's embarrassment or no embarrassment. Right. National embarrassment. And that doesn't mean that I think Drew Locke would lose the game. No. I think the – let's say they have a – what do you say? 70-30 chance to win the game? Yeah. Even if it's 69-30-1 er, with Drew Locke, you're just taking the 70% because yep. your, your job is on the line here. you got to yep. go with the safer thing. Yep, and Brian, if you're saying that coming from, from where you are, imagine where Vic's coming from when we feel like Vic has been leaning Teddy this whole way. Well, and Vic, you know another thing that we haven't talked about? Vic does not view Drew Locke as the future. No, he doesn't. He, even, if he was, if, even if he did have five years left, I still don't think he looks at Drew Locke and says, like, that's my guy for the future. I just – it was too off-putting for him last year. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, Ryan, when you were talking, it reminded me of something that happened in the press conferences, and I got to give a shout-out to uh, to Jeff Legwald. He – I think it was him that asked the question to Vic initially, have you made a decision on your quarterback? And and Vic said no. Later in the press conference, Vic was asked about Dick Vermeil making it in over Mike Shanahan, and he praised Dick uh, big time. And uh, then uh, Vic asked Jeff, he said, Hall of Fame expert, does this mean that he's in the Hall of Fame or like what steps are there? And Jeff Legwald said, you didn't answer my question about quarterbacks, so I'm not going to answer your question. (laughs) And I don't think he did. Wow. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Yes. Jeff uh, has the most balls when it comes to bantering (laughs) with players or coaches, especially coaches. Yes. Yes, he does. Like he'll legitimately give them shit. Yeah. And no one else really is, feels comfortable doing that. No, no. Maybe like a Vic Lombardi or a D-Mac right, will right, like throw yep. in a little like joke. Yeah. But like Jeff will really, I mean, Do that. he's the one, <laughs> Jeff is the one who incited, uh, I, I second the F in motion. Right. Yep. Yep. Because he, he would just kept 
Yep. P- prodding. He got, uh, he got, oh my gosh. What's Billy Musk. Yep, he got Musgrave heated. Count Locula says, which current Bronco would be your dark horse candidate to win the milk crate challenge? Good thing you explained it to me. Love the count. Uh, who's got sweet feet? KJ Hamler. Uh, see, I've got Judy. You would say Judy. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking, yeah, Judy. Judy, I just, I don't know. I mean, he's so like, he's so light the way he moves. Yeah. Who, who would make the biggest <laughs> fall? <laughs> it's gotta be Garrett. That's what I was it's gotta be Garrett. <laughs> Just the sounds that would. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know. Oh man. He's a he's still like a big clumsy guy. Yeah, and he's just a goof too. Yeah, he is. <laughs> oh, Dalton would also be up yeah, there. Yeah, yes, he would. <laughs> oh man, Shelby. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But, we again, gotta, he's a little more, like, fleet of foot. I was going to say, I really want to see this, but there'd be some injuries. Oh, my God. Yeah. you imagine Mike Purcell? Oh, God. Could Deshaun you, Williams? Could you imagine after practice, Vic coming out and being like, we got 17 new injuries <laughs> today. We did the milk crate challenge. <laughs> we fired our social media manager. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Sound guy says, how valuable is football IQ compared to physical ability? Throughout his career, Peyton Manning made up for a lack of physical tools with his superior football IQ. In 2015, Peyton's brain could no longer mask the deficiencies of his body. How would you rank the three quarterbacks, the three Broncos quarterbacks, on a scale of 1 to 10 in two categories, football IQ and physical ability? Combine the two scores and then rank the quarterbacks accordingly. How would the Broncos quarterbacks stack up against the rest of the AFC West using this system? Um, any system you use, the Broncos are going to be last in the AFC West quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe not the face face punch system, mm, um, but yeah, I have to yeah, think yeah. about that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, Does the mascara on Derek Carr help or hurt? Hurts. Hurt. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> okay. So IQ, I actually think, is the number one most important thing. Without a doubt. Um, how many quarterbacks have we seen with elite physical tools? not be able to make it because they can't understand the offense. They don't understand the defenses they're looking at, et cetera, et cetera. There's very few guys like Brett Favre being one of them whose physical abilities were so special that he made it a long ways without being that uh, cognitive from the position. But like, that's also talking about his rookie season, right? The old story of he turned, Uh he's in Atlanta, he turns to the starting quarterback or the incumbent quarterback. And he's like, yo dude, what is cover two? Why do they keep talking about cover two? And the other is like, dude, don't say that out loud. <laughs> That's incredible he made it that far. Incredible. He just got out there and said, whatever quarterback's open, I'm throwing it as hard as I can yep. to them. Yep. Um, it doesn't work that way. It really doesn't. So that has to be weighed more heavily. And that's another thing that we're, we haven't talked about a lot. Because we, it's a lot harder for us to see. Who is getting up there and diagnosing the defense? Who's seeing the oncoming blitzer? I know Teddy absolutely nailed it on the touchdown throw to KJ. He's, I'm convinced he saw it out of the corner of his eye and was like, this is easy. And then right. KJ started pointing. He's like, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So he's like, that's, that's big-time stuff. And, again, if you're going to be a team that relies on your defense, you really need a quarterback who can just get you into the right plays. Yep, and I think that's exactly why Teddy's the favorite. Um, so on a squ- scale of 1 to 10. Not DraftKings, he's not. Yeah, that's very true. On a scale of 1 to 10, it's hard to do this. We we haven't seen enough of Teddy, really. I'll tell you, Teddy has good, it better than Drew in terms of what we've seen so far. Drew obviously has the more talent in terms of the physical abilities. Brett Rippon, he's way up there on the football IQ, but the definitely the furthest down on physical. 
Yeah, um, I, I, I'm just Brett's just happy to be included in the question. <laughs> yeah. An- anything else we need to get to there? No, Cat Daddy ninety two though says over the last two off seasons we've talked about how the Broncos are trying to build a team to beat the Chiefs, which quarterback back gives us the best opportunity to do so. In my opinion, Drew's upside gives us a better chance than Teddy's consistently average play. Well, if Mace was here, he would tell you about how Teddy went toe to toe with the Chiefs last year with the Panthers, um, but Drew also did in the second game of the season. Um, neither one of them were enough to get over the hump. I don't think the offense is going to win that game, uh, no matter who it is. Yeah. So it's all about is the defense good enough to keep the Chiefs at, at like a, I don't know, like can you hold them to 24? Isn't that what they did in the second game? Yep, and it'd be incredible. And they lost, was it 24-21 or 24-19? Yep. And uh, Ryan, to be honest, though, you don't need to be competing with the Chiefs. You can win the division and lose two games to the Chiefs. Now, realistically, I think this team's a, a playoff team this year. They can absolutely be a playoff team and lose both games to the Chiefs. You want to be splitting with the Chargers, splitting with the Raiders. At least, maybe you can sweep one of those two. But then you just take care of business against the Giants, the Jets, the Jaguars. Th- this team isn't going to be a Peyton Manning 15-2 and two type of team. But you nice. can lo- way to get the seventeen. <laughs> yeah, but you can you can still make the playoffs by losing to the Chiefs. So I wouldn't I wouldn't choose your quarterback based off that. The answer, I guess, is Drew to to make it easy. But I just don't think either quarterback is going to beat the Chiefs with offense. You have to beat the Chiefs with defense and hope your quarterback produces more points. Now again, Teddy Bridgewater is crushing Drew in points per possession. So. You can't even really say the, like, touchdowns and upside thing with Drew right now. Do you think this would be enough to beat the Chiefs? 31.73% completion, 310 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. I assume that's what Teddy did against them last year. That's Teddy, yep. Yeah. If he does that this year, the Broncos are going to win. Yes, they will win. Yeah. Um, From Shaggy McLovin, what are are your thoughts on how big of a joke the Raiders are referring to the rumors of them trying to get Khalil Mack back? You have got to be kidding me. I mean – that just shows you how off the rails that that management is right now. Didn't John Gruden say, like, if it's not working, I'll quit and not and give up my money? Yep. Doesn't it have to be, like, make the playoffs or that has to happen this year? Well, he gets to choose, right? But I'm just saying, like, it's not working. Yeah. And I keep saying, like, he needs to get his quarterback, and they keep passing on quarterbacks. It's, it's weird. It's crazy. I, I would be shocked. What if he quits before he gets to try a rookie quarterback? A first-round pick. That would blow everyone's mind. I mean, like, the quarterback camp thing he used to do, like, yep. he should have such a great pulse on this. And I he remember should. he loved Drew Locke, and he loved Kyler Murray. Yep. And who was – and he – I don't really think he loved Daniel Jones. Um, He's not – that's not really <clears> his guy. No. But I just – how uh, their whole management has been so weird. They passed on Drew three times in that first round. Yeah, they did. It blew my mind. Shaggy Me Eleven says, also, from having the year Bulls had last year, if you could go back, would you draft Bulls or Ryan Ramschek? I don't know. You got I still think you go with Ramschek. You go with yeah. consistency, right? But I mean he still hasn't played left tackle, so we just don't know. That's true. That's a good point. One of them has been a Pro Bowl left tackle. Oh, so you're you're going Bulls. No, I don't uh, I mean you probably go Ramchek. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, we love that that's a conversation now though. Yeah, instead of them just looking like fools. <laughs> yes. Um, from Steve is the worst. Homie Monte Ball got me off the rails with this one. Quote, championship season for Denver this year. You heard it here first. Screenshot this and get back with me in January. Hashtag Broncos country. 
I'm not going to say what I'm thinking. That being said, if Teddy starts, where would this team rank among uh, the others he has had around him? Just entertaining thoughts to send my heart a flutter. Much love to my DNVR fam. P.S. People need to chill and just support the squad no matter who is on it. Simple. I love it. Steve, you're not the worst. You're the best. That's a great comment. Um, uh, where would this team rank among others he's had around him? It's... One, it's right up there with New Orleans. Yeah. We have to say it's two because New Orleans was actually like a winning franchise when right. he went there. Right. Um, but look what he did. 5-0, and oh, nine touchdowns, two picks. So that's... If, he, if they start the season 5-0, and oh, nine, and he has nine touchdowns and oh two picks... Oh, my gosh. The narrative around here <laughs> will be so upside down, you won't even know what hits you. There won't Teddy be- Bridgewater's uh, jerseys all over the stadium. I mean... There won't be haters anymore, right? Like no. that would be enough to shut people. Really, it's week four. If they were three and zero, which again, like I, I have to stop myself. I keep just being like Assuming check, check, check. You know, but I really just think that defense is just going to just fry those quarterbacks. Um, if they're three and zero, everyone's gonna say yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but you go oh. beat the Ravens at home. The hype train has left the station. Yep, and it is. It's going to the moon. Yeah, and, and yeah, exactly. And then you get the Steelers after that, right? Yep, on the road. Again, you almost beat them with Jeff frickin' Driscoll last year. On the road. Yes, yes. Oh, God. If, yeah, I mean, again, the you know, if that happens, if you go 3-0, 5-0 is right there. And what people are going to be saying is, look who almost beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in Kansas City last year with the worst team. That was Teddy Bridgewater. You know how happy I would be if we just like had the, a conversation that oh sounded anything gosh. like that? <laughs> oh, my gosh. With Drew or Teddy, I don't care. Yep. Uh, from Free Philip Lindsay reposting, because I know you guys couldn't get to all the comments yesterday. Thanks for understanding. Uh, Ryan said before, before the games, if you told him Bridgewater would throw 19 times, he would expect 14 completions and two TDs. Uh, throwing for two TDs and 19 attempts is a very high rate. Aaron Rodgers last year as an MVP threw a TD pass every 22 attempts. If those are the expectations, Ryan must have expected Teddy to play at an extremely high level and play like a top 10 quarterback in the league, even though some of it was against second teamers. That doesn't seem consistent uh, with viewing Teddy as average. Well, you you kind of buried it in your comment there, but it's against second teamers. Right. So if, Drew, if Aaron Rodgers is going up against second teamers, He'd throw a touchdown every four passes. <laughs> I legitimately believe that. Ryan, I think where Teddy is, he's not going to go 141 passer rating in the regular season if he's a Broncos starting quarterback. But he's at a point where, is it crazy to say maybe he could hover around 195? And would 195, 100 or 95 pass rating be enough for this team to make the playoffs? Without a Over doubt. Over 100. Without a doubt. I mean, I, I think this team's... 12 wins if he's over 100. Think if he's a 95, they're a playoff team. I mean, I, I, so he has a long way that he can fall and still be good. You're sounding probably like what Vic Fangio sounds like. Yeah, yes. Exa- and and I'm just, that's, that's how I've trying to been approach this, is what's Vic thinking? I, I'm trying – I'm just like – I don't know. I'm having a hard time imagining it in games, like how it's going to look. I think it's just the fact that we haven't seen him go up against a number one defense yet that's like having me – try to like close my eyes and imagine those throws working against ones. I'm not saying they won't. I'm not saying he can't, but I'm just like, I have, I can't envision it yet. And he's done it in the league. Um, there's just I, this, You're the a way hater. he, You're a hater. no, I'm not the way he throws the ball just looks like a backup <laughs> ball. I, that's the only hater. way I can explain it. I, I hope I, I believe in him. You're too used to those drew balls. And they just, I mean, 
pause, but uh, <laughs> ever since I saw Drew Locke throw at the Senior Bowl, and I just saw, like, I, I remember telling the story on the pod, I was like, he just threw a bubble screen. It got there so fast, the defense couldn't react. Like, there is an element to the NFL where zip is a big part of the game. Um, yeah. But, like I said on bets, or maybe I said that on this show yesterday about Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy gets open so fast that it, you don't have to throw into tight windows to him. Right. I, I described it as loose windows. He creates loose windows. Interesting. Loose windows. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I like the terminology. Thank you. Thank you. Um, is there anything else? Oh, I'm not saying Teddy should be crowned the guy, but we should acknowledge Teddy's playing exceptionally and showing a high ceiling. I feel like we have, like, over and over again. Yes. Well, except for high ceiling. I just think it's a – I don't know. I mean – Nine touchdowns, two picks. If he does that over a season, then we are talking about a commenter said twenty six and six. Yeah, uh, that's absolutely. Although that doesn't add up. Um, just do, trying to do the. It's okay. Oh it's, no, yeah, times yeah, three. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. And that you know whose season that would be? That would be Alex Smith's best season that he ever had. I think that's a, f- a fair comparison in terms of ceilings for those guys. And you know what? The only reason the Chiefs moved on from Alex Smith is because they had a guy named Patrick Mahomes sitting right behind him. How many 27 other teams would have taken that sort of play? 100%. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, can Teddy Bridgewater be in the MVP conversation? That's what Alex Smith was. Yeah. 20, so that's a high ceiling. Yes. Yeah. Fair enough. It, it's a different type of high ceiling. It's very, it's it's really good touchdowns. It's not incredible, and it's so few interceptions. What's crazy is that wasn't enough for the Chiefs. And you know what? They were right. Yep. This is when they, they won were. a Super Bowl. Yep, they were. Um, he goes on statements people make, like the team goes eight or nine, eight and nine or nine and eight with Teddy. It's just an opinion. A declarative statement about what someone thinks the future is. Someone had to make a declarative guess the future statement about this team's potential record with Teddy, and that person sincerely looks at Teddy's play. The team's had injuries. Everything they should say is this team is probably 9-8 and eight or 10-7 and seven with Teddy. Could be one or two wins, better or worse, depending on injuries, etc. I would rather lock at the start, but the, the hatred of Teddy, especially on Twitter, is getting ludicrous. It almost seems like a parody. It's crazy the toxicity and live streams you guys are dealing with from fans on all sides. Your reporting and resolve is appreciated. Oh, thank you so much for you, Philip Lindsay, and I totally see where you're coming from. And I like that we were able to find a ceiling for Teddy Bridgewater because... It, it, it's a high ceiling. I think if people looked at Drew's ceiling, it would be just a different type of ceiling. Maybe they would say, and there's nothing to go off this, but someone may say 35 touchdowns and 11 interceptions or 10 interceptions. Right. something. Like so just the ceilings are different. Yes, they are. Um, what, what's so funny, and, and this is how I know we're doing a good job, depending on what the topic is of that day, the comments say, you guys hate Teddy or you guys hate <laughs> Drew. It, it, whatever, you know, depending on whatever we talked about that day. That means we're, we're somewhere in the middle, which is we're just trying to evaluate all sides. Like, that's all. That's the whole entire goal of this is to try and evaluate all sides, talk about the positives and negatives of each guy, uh, and make our prediction using the scoreboard as to who's going to get named the starter. The scoreboard's over. Yep. Teddy won. Unless they bring this one more game. That is true. That is true. <laughs> and then Drew would have to have, and, and what I think would have to happen for Victor changes mind too. I think Drew would have to really outplay Teddy. A project for you. Just keep a scoreboard in your notes. In my head. Okay. Um, I got it. As for, the, as for this week. So if it does go into Saturday's game, then we can say, hey, here's the score going in. Today we're going five and a half, four and a half, Teddy. Okay. 
This right. one can be made live public or right. on the pod. Well, you can do it every day if you yeah. want. I mean, yeah. uh, there's no rule against scoring it. It's yep. just about giving any details. Yep. All right. Uh, from The Matrix. Hola, my dudes and my compadres. Nice to hear all three of you on the pod again. Quick question. Why do you think there's so much malice in Broncos country over the, uh, in the Drew Teddy debate? Well, the answer to your question is because the Broncos have been losing. Yeah, exactly. And uh, some people think that one guy's a future. The other, some people think the other guy's better for winning now. Uh, he will do this question and one more, and then we got to wrap up. Um, he finishes by saying, "One isn't Teddy the best veteran we brought in during the post Manning era." It's easy to convince yourself of that. <laughs> yeah, but what I, backs it up? I. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna say yes, <laughs> but I mean. Yeah, what backs it up? You, you had Joe Flacco, Super Bowl MVP. The, the, here's what I'll lean on is Teddy has had a better season recently than Joe did when they brought him in. I'm going to say yes. Case Keenum was a one-hit wonder. Joe Flacco was five years away from his prime despite John Elway trying to sell it as otherwise. One of the worst quotes. <laughs> um, and Teddy's what? He's two years away from being with Sean Payton. And going nine and two. <laughs> okay. uh, he says two has Drew really shown enough to deserve full commitment of a franchise? Absolutely not. The, but they don't have many other options. And also, they're they're certainly not going to show him the full commitment. Bringing Teddy in and having this competition go until nearly the end of the preseason, they're not going to give him a new contract when he wins the starting job. Ryan, no, he knows he has to play well this year to have a shot in the NFL next year as a starter, especially with the Broncos. And this is the this is a contract year for him. He can get a contract after this year. He's under contract through 2022 as well. All right, four years on the rookie deal. Right. Um, three, he says. Uh, anyway, I'll be at the bar for week three against the Jets. So y'all better reinforce the bars. Let's go. Um, oh, it's that's our buddy Brian. Uh, I realized he changed his name from just Brian <laughs> yep. to the Matrix. Yep, I um, love it. <laughs> it. It is weird. I mean, there's so everyone is. This is 2021 in a nutshell. Everyone has dug in so deep. Zach, I posted a poll before training camp, and I said, who do you want to be the starting quarterback? Want was the, the operative word, not who you think, anything like that. 83% of people said Drew. I think I accidentally said 87% the other day. I got my numbers mixed up. 83% of people said Drew. I posted that same poll today. 81% of people said Drew. Two Assuming the sample is the same, which it's not. But just based on a large sample, essentially the thing has swung 2% over a whole training camp. Now, a lot of that has to do with the fact that it's been quote-unquote even Steven throughout. But what's crazy is everyone digs their heels in so deep on any topic in 2021 that nothing will change their mind. Nothing you can say will convince them of anything. And everyone just actually just pull, like digs in deeper and deeper and deeper the longer it goes. Um, and so that's where all this like toxicity is coming from. It is crazy, though, like... Both of these guys are pretty much the same. Yeah. In terms of how good they are. When we get an answer, the healing will start beginning. I think so too. And then if they win, the healing will complete. And if they lose, yeah. the wounds will be slashed <laughs> yeah. open with a machete. And as Noah Fan just tweeted, everybody just take a chill pill today. It's obviously much needed. I wonder if that's referring to the quarterback situation and if a tight end is feeling that. I think it's related to people freaking out over his injury his injury probably yeah uh and, and i guess finally it's from uh the matrix again he says also none of this matters anyway we'll have malik the freak willis next season that's a lot of confidence 
In what? In and uh, in, in the guys you have. Well, yeah, I don't. Where does he like rank in terms of where people think he's gonna go? Is he a first round pick right now? I don't know. Obviously, I think uh, our friend Brian thinks that. He definitely does. Um, I, is, I mean, it, it's happened before, but a, a quarterback from Liberty that would be something else. Yeah. I guess you'd be selling it as an SEC talent guy that went to Auburn before transferring to Liberty. Right. I don't. Know. I mean, yeah. Um, He's sick. Like man, he, would that Liberty was awesome that, last year. Would that be fun? Absolutely. It would. <laughs> yes. Um, what's also fun, maybe, is going to the Green Mountain <laughs> Dental Group. Uh, they are part of our family. Like I always say, they're they'll welcome you into their family. They'll take such good care of you. They'll call you after whatever you have done to make sure it's all okay, unless you just got like a teeth cleaning or something. Um, they will reach out to you. Uh, on your birthday and wish you a happy birthday all that sort of things that you get from a true family-owned business so hit them up and when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam with them uh, they're going to hook you up with a free sonicare toothbrush long pod today i'm sure the people enjoyed that we will be back tomorrow where zach thinks there could be a decision on the quarterback i'm just saying it every day yeah i was gonna say we'll talk to you guys then